Hello, everybody, and welcome to What's Your Point, your favorite conservative podcast. I'm your host, Kaylee Campbell, and today I'm going to tell you about a little event that my friends and I stumbled upon when we were in downtown Dallas the other weekend. On October 2nd, there was a women's march that was held in downtown Dallas to protest the Texas heartbeat bill that had just been passed, and from the pictures, it looked it looked like there was about ten to 20,000 people there. Um, we ended up showing up around 3 p.m., so the crowd had died out a little bit, but there was a huge turnout. From what we saw in the pictures, we really wanted to go, so we gathered our Trump hats and our Trump flags, and we drove over to Dallas, and we showed up at the event. I'm going to walk you through what actually happened at this event, because there were people taking pictures, we uploaded our TikToks about what happened, and there were many people in the comments saying that we didn't get kicked out, and that we were provoking people, and none of that's true. So we show up to the event. It's in a it's in a public park, actually, in the middle of downtown Dallas. And, you know, public parks usually mean anybody can come. So we walk up, and there's some booths around the grass. Um, some people from the LGBTQ community were there advertising their flags and things. And we walk down the sidewalk and go ahead and stand in the back of the park because we just wanted to observe. We didn't have any interactions with anybody. We didn't walk up to anybody and start talking to them. We didn't ask anybody questions. And we were standing there for a good five to ten minutes watching these people dance to WAP on stage because nothing says women's rights like WAP. Nothing says women's rights like provocative rap music and twerking on stage. Am I right? So all of a sudden, this woman runs up next to us and starts waving her new and improved LGBTQ flag in front of us so that we're blocked, and it's clearly making a scene. Keep in mind earlier, I said nobody was really paying attention to us. Nobody had approached us over our hats or anything, which it shouldn't matter in the first place what we're wearing. So she goes and she starts dancing in front of us like a weirdo, and. It's causing a lot of people to start looking at us. And then we started laughing because, I mean, if you're going to sit here and dance in the middle of a park, like, what are you doing? So we take out our phones, we start videoing. And so not, not even two minutes after that, these two undercover cops walk up to us and they start talking to us. And I'm going to insert the audio here of what they said. Y'all can't be in the park. Yeah, you can't be in the park. Okay. All right, thank you, guys. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. I can't have you. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, We're getting escorted out, guys. We're getting escorted out. So I'm just going to point out a few things from that short audio clip that I just played. You can hear the cop telling us that we needed to leave the property, the public park that we were standing in, that we had every right to be standing in because we weren't doing anything to anybody. He told us we were allowed to walk across the street and go stand over by the courthouse and observe from there. You can also hear WAP playing in the background. You can hear the woman dancing around us saying, no one effing wants you here, along with a lot of other people clapping and cheering, and they were recording videos and taking pictures of us. We looked at the cop and we said, you know, this is a public park, this is public property. And he was like, well, they got a permit. And we were like, fine, whatever. 
So he proceeds to escort us and walk us across the street all the way down to the corner where we ended up spotting some pro-life people handing out some pamphlets. But as soon as we stopped, I looked at the cop and I go, so if we weren't wearing these hats, could we go back in? And he kind of just shrugged his shoulders. And I looked at him and made it obvious that that was really stupid and it did not make any sense at all whatsoever. And he proceeded to stand there with us and act like our babysitter for the entire time because I don't know if he thought we were going to go back in there. And interacting with the cops at these events is really interesting because I can't tell if they're trying to protect us from getting hurt or if they're trying to protect these people from whatever they're trying to do. But I don't really see any problem with us being there when we weren't talking or provoking anybody at all. Some of them may have good intentions and some of them may just be doing their job, but at the end of the day, they're sitting here protecting these people that disrespect them on a daily basis. I promise you, the woman that ran at us with the pride flag has no respect for police officers at all whatsoever. And honestly, I'm really sick and tired of seeing conservatives getting kicked out of these events for not doing a single thing. It's a reoccurring event if you look at the Black Lives Matter rallies and the pro-choice rallies. Conservatives are almost always censored at these events because free speech doesn't exist in a space like this. I'm sorry, but I can't remember the last time these two parties have been in the same room and actually gotten along. This isn't even due to the fact that conservatives are disrespectful, because like I said earlier, we weren't doing anything. We weren't talking to anybody. It is due to the fact that liberals cannot handle opposing opinions, and they let their emotions dictate every single decision that they make on a daily basis. So we're standing on the corner with these other pro-life people as they're handing out pamphlets to people walking by, and this couple walks past us and starts yelling at us about how Jesus wouldn't be doing this. And then we replied, well, Jesus wouldn't like you murdering innocent babies either. And that kind of set her off and she started yelling. So one of the pro-life people went over and talked to her for a little bit. At this point, we were pretty hungry. So we decided to walk down the street to grab some food. And as we were walking, we noticed these two guys standing kind of off by themselves. And they were wearing bulletproof vests. They had masks on. They were wearing all black. And Caden leans over to us and he's like, yo, I think that's Antifa. So we start walking and we're taking videos too. And I turn around to look behind us and I see that they're slowly following us. And at first we didn't notice this, but when I turned around, I noticed that they were carrying guns, which if you live in Texas, you know that it's an open carry state. Doesn't really matter who you are. You're legally allowed to carry a gun out in the open no matter what. Granted, it's very obvious that Antifa probably did not have the best intentions, so we decided it would be safe to cross the street and try to get away from them as quick as possible. So they followed us for about three blocks until they finally gave up and we got where we were going to eat and then we decided that we were going to go back later once we finished our food. Unfortunately, after we finished eating, we walked back over there and the event had already died out, so we decided that it would just be better that we go home. And so that was the entirety of the event itself. And it was really, really weird. And that's why I'm here to talk to you about it. Because I just want to say, first of all, the attitudes that these people have towards conservatives is despicable. The way that they were cheering and applauding and yelling as we were walking out of this event, it's just embarrassing. Not for us, but for them. I don't think I've ever seen any video footage of conservatives cussing out liberals and cheering and clapping like little kids when they get kicked out of events, mainly because you never see liberals getting kicked out at all. If you were to kick out a liberal from like a pro-Trump rally, they would consider that a hate crime. So 
I want to rewind a little bit and talk about this event in general. The reason that it was going on was because the Texas heartbeat bill had recently been passed. So if you're not from Texas, let me just explain it a little bit. Um, the Texas heartbeat bill was passed and it banned all abortions past six weeks. And I went in and I read the bill itself. I'm going to read you some specific lines from this bill that debunk many, many rumors that are circulating on Twitter right now, such as women who are in dire need of medical procedures being done in order to save their life. And it is actually a life or death situation and that women's rights are being taken away. And it's like, that is not the case. I am a woman. I'm a 22 year old woman in Texas, and I do not feel like my rights have been infringed upon at all whatsoever. So on the second page of the bill in section 171.202, the legislative findings state that as many as 30% of natural pregnancies end in spontaneous miscarriage, less than 5% of all natural pregnancies end in a spontaneous miscarriage after detection of fetal cardiac activity, over 90% of in vitro pregnancies survive the first trimester if cardiac activity is detected in the gestational sac and nearly 90% of in vitro pregnancies do not survive the first trimester where cardiac activity is not detected in the gestational sac. So this results in finding that the fetal heartbeat has become a key medical predictor that an unborn child will reach live birth. And that's very important to understand this heartbeat bill in general because it helps people understand that if a fetal heartbeat is detected, that means that there is over a 90% chance that that baby has full capabilities of surviving and making it to the end of the pregnancy. So then it goes in to explain the cardiac activity and the biology behind that. So page four, section 171-204 is where it does state that the abortion of an unborn child with detectable fetal heartbeat is prohibited. But it says, except as provided by section 171-205, a physician may not intentionally perform or induce an abortion on a pregnant woman with the specific intent of causing or abetting the termination of the life of the woman's unborn child if the physician detected a fetal heartbeat for the unborn child under section 171-203 or failed to perform a test to detect a fetal heartbeat. A physician does not violate this section if the physician performed a test for a fetal heartbeat under section 171.203 and did not detect a fetal heartbeat. So if a woman is pregnant and they do a test and they do not detect a fetal heartbeat, you are still legally allowed to get an abortion. And then if you scroll down to section 171.205 and we're still on page four, it says exception for medical emergency this subchapter does not apply if a physician believes a medical emergency exists that prevents compliance with this subchapter. A physician who performs or induces an abortion under circumstances described by subsection A shall make written notations in the pregnant woman's medical records, the physician's belief that a medical emergency necessitated the abortion, and the medical condition of the pregnant woman that prevented compliance with this subchapter. A physician performing or inducing an abortion under this section shall maintain in the physician's practice records a copy of the notations made under subsection B until the seventh anniversary of the date that the abortion is performed or induced. So if this physician keeps track of the woman's medical condition at the time of the abortion and a physician decides that there is a medical emergency and that an abortion is needed, again, it is legal for them to do that, whether there is a heartbeat or not. So that automatically debunks all of the rumors that are circulating on Twitter talking about how women who are in medical emergencies can no longer receive abortions. 
when the heartbeat bill itself does indeed state that it is still legal for the physicians to perform that procedure on them. So if we scroll down to page seven, it starts talking about the requirements of the doctor and what they're responsible for in informing the pregnant woman on who the abortion is being performed on. In subsection B, the physician is required to inform the woman on particular medical risks associated with the particular abortion procedure they are receiving, such as risks of infection and hemorrhage, the potential danger to a subsequent pregnancy and or fertility, the possibility of an increased risk of breast cancer following an induced abortion, and the natural protective effect of a completed pregnancy in avoiding breast cancer, the probable gestational age of the unborn child at the time the abortion is performed, and the medical risks associated with carrying this child to full term. So if you don't know this already, there are already a lot of serious risks that women are put at when they want to get an abortion, and these are just a few of them. I'll have to make a whole episode deep diving into abortion, talking about the mental and physical effects it has on a woman and why that outweighs carrying a baby to full term, because I do believe that if we are fighting for women's rights here and we are protecting women, the real fight should be against abortion because at the end of the day, abortions cause a lot more harm than good to the mothers of these babies and to the women in our society. And if women were actually sitting here and wanting to fight the good fight and protect women, they would be very knowledgeable on this kind of stuff. So with all of this being said, I guess there's a few points that I can go ahead and make when it comes to alternative solutions for women who may find themselves in a situation where they are considering an abortion, I would like to present to you many other options that are available out there, especially here in Texas. Since the Texas heartbeat bill was passed, there's been a lot of fear-mongering going around on the news and going around on social media, and it puts a lot of fear into families that may find themselves in this situation. But instead of going into crisis mode, I want you to know that here in Texas alone, there are over 160 places that offer free healthcare for women, including churches, maternity homes, and federally funded buildings. And contrary to that, there are only 18 places in Texas that actually do abortion procedures. So for every one place that there is to get an abortion, there are over nine places that offer women free healthcare and help and other options. These pregnancy resource centers offer things like food for your baby, free housing, free clothing, free ultrasounds, free screenings, and free testings. I'm very sick and tired of people chanting abortion as healthcare when the only thing that these people do is profit off of the trauma and distress that these mothers have to go through. Abortions cause both mental and physical problems for the mothers and put the baby in severe distress as well. Women who choose to get abortions are 81% more likely to suffer from severe mental health issues, 34% more likely to suffer from anxiety, 37% more likely to suffer from depression, and 110% more likely to rely on drugs and alcohol. The physical damages do not get much better because it includes anything from severe internal bleeding to higher increases in breast cancer to future infertility to severe organ damage and potential future miscarriages. So I'm going to end this podcast with one more slightly controversial topic when it comes to abortion, and that's how extremely racist it actually is. And don't worry, I will specify because I know that I've had many, many abortion arguments with people and they're like, abortion isn't racist. What are you talking about? Well, it actually is. So essentially, eugenics. If you understand what eugenics is, you'll understand how 
many, many, many Planned Parenthoods are actually placed in low-income and African-American communities. And no, that is not racist to say. It is simply facts and statistics. So this is coming from the Center for Urban Renewal and Education. It is on urbancure.org. If you want to look it up, please feel free. But it states that according to the Departments of Public Health of every state that reports abortion by ethnicity, black women disproportionately lead in the numbers. For example, in Mississippi, 79% of abortions are obtained by black women. In Washington, D.C., more than 60%. In Georgia, 59.4%. In Alabama, 58.4%. It also states that historically, blacks have been the unwitting victims of a hidden racist agenda of those behind abortion and birth control organizations because they believed they were receiving a new civil right, which is choice. But in reality, this is farther from the truth because they're not receiving the choice as to whether to get an abortion or not. They are actually being pushed and influenced by outside factors and the surrounding areas that they live in. So to rewind and explain a little bit of history and backstory when it comes to Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger was the founder of the American birth control movement and was a leading spokesperson and activist in promoting of controlling the birth rate among blacks and others that she considered genetically inferior. She was an avid supporter of eugenics, and she became a very strong force behind her project that was designed to employ black leaders to promote first birth control and later abortion as viable options for family planning. And I'm not kidding. You guys can go look this up. This isn't just something that I'm making up. It is actual facts that have happened. It is history, and it is what the liberals like to support and advocate for. So that does conclude today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to support me, make sure to follow me on Instagram at the Kaylee Campbell. Also, make sure you're following the podcast Instagram at What's Your Point Pod. And make sure you're following me on TikTok as well at the Kaylee Campbell because that's where I'm most active. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so you get notified every single time I post. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to give me a five-star review. And again, thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you next Wednesday.